you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Landry and Callaway, near side to the left. The Duke is into the game at running back, Duke Johnson. On the left hip of Baker Mayfield, he puts Landry in motion left to right. From the 31, he's got the snap. Sty steps right, throwing long, into the end zone. Pyramid up in the air, tumbles, he's got it! Touchdown! Unbelievable throw, unbelievable catch. And the Browns have come to play. Pass the word. The Browns have come to play tonight. Baker Mayfield on a third and nine hits a 31-yard strike. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Now, this is a show. Look out, Studio 66 overflowing with talent and humanity, sizable humanity at that. Hi and hello, and uh, welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are. Let's go around the wheel here in Studio 66. One of our favorites is Jersey Hangs on the Digital Wall of Fame. Mm. Cleveland Browns legend with a mustard uh, smear on it. Uh, yeah, always got to bring up the mustard. That's right. There he is, everybody. It's Sean O'Hare. You lay a thousand bricks to be a bricklayer. You spill mustard one time. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you eat there a wiener. For life. In in, in stall number three, oh. during a game, at halftime oh. of a football game, really? eating wieners. Have you ever called a hot dog a wiener? <laughs> like, uh, the answer is no. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Scarlet letter. It was a, that, it was a, it, it's a yellow stain on his career, and uh, his head coach, Chris Palmer, caught him doing it. Anyway, that's Sean O'Hara. That's another, another story. Then We need beers for that one. In between me and O'Hara sits... Uh, Debo. What's up, Debo? What's going on? How you doing? Where's my bike? Uh, it's it's over there in the in the garage. Ah, uh, listen Debo, to the sad Red. voice. The, the beach cruiser. Uh huh. What's what's uh Stanley Stanley's garage? Guys, 
<laughs> what did I tell you about staying off the grass? <laughs> I don't know why you come down here messing with these people. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Cole Wright, everybody. Watch him on Total Access and Beyond. And then seated to my immediate right, his virgin run here on the DDFP and a visitor to Studio 66, future Hall of Famer. That's right. I think we can uh, talk about a different kind of yellow. It's not the mustard that's smeared on <laughs> I O'Hare. love how you brought He's, that back. Wow. That was here great. he is, everybody. Cleveland Browns legend, too. Cleveland Browns offensive line uh, legends. It's Joe Thomas. What's happening with you, fella? Oh, not much. Just happy to be here in the famous Studio 66. Do you think this studio will be in the Hall of Fame, too, next to the yellow mustard-stained jersey? And Yeah, well, listen, play your cards We already cards got right. yellow right here. Play your cards right, Joe Thomas, perhaps one day. <laughs> your jersey will hang next Ooh. to Sean O'Hara. Mm, in the meantime, the question there. is, which one goes in first, the Dave Damashev podcast or the Tomahawk? Oh, uh, uh, that would be neck and neck. Probably go together. I mean, We'd probably be in the same class. What is it? Is this an interconference rivalry right now? No, no. no, no, no there's synergy. We, it's like car dealerships. So, you, know, you so put you, your car dealerships next to each other, you get true. more traffic. So this is same an away game for you, but this is a divisional this is the division. I guess game. so, but yeah, we have done the home and home. And We've done uh, home and home. Listen, I, 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 what's that? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, I was on. He uh, was on the Tom Hawk show with Hawk and with so, uh, with okay. Thomas. Great stuff. His uh, former producer actually became my producer, so there was some good wow, relationships okay. there. Yeah. going way back. So there was a trade. The way backs we traded. We traded. You're actually, done. I think he upgraded. And, yeah. You know, we got his uh, his castaways. So you guys got Black rid of Sorry, TD. So so it's like the this is this is this is very incestuous. It's like the Browns and the Steelers. This is Browns. And the Steelers. Steelers traded away AB. The Browns traded for OBJ. It's everything is just shifting right here. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And Black Tie. Yeah. Black Tie didn't fit into the Dave Damashek football program's uh, long term plans, but we wish him all the best. <laughs> was that and because he was a big he, ticket uh, sign? For Joe Thomas, why would Black uh, would, Hawkins Black Tie was too he formal was for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, basically what it came down. It was too yeah. formal. Yeah, he, he, Black Tie didn't like guys wearing their hats backwards, and uh, I, I have a more laissez-faire attitude. Yeah, that. you got a backwards hat guy. No, I, I wear a hat backwards. Yep. I said black tie, black tie. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. He was very. My mom formal. admonishes me all the time for. Is that true? Really? Like, Grow you, up already. You look like Cole. a sixteen-year-old. I'm forty. I'm a man. Oh, man. My gun. Yeah, What's exactly. interesting is Joe Thomas is one of the guys. We have a, a list that's growing by the day, which is uh, guys who have two first names. And the smaller list uh, is uh, is the one Cole writes on. No first name. Two last names. Oh. Cole and Wright. Really, neither one a perfect first name. Wow. Why is Cole not a first name? Is it, is it, it more of a last name than a first name so. these days? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's what that. I'm going with. All right, All right with fellas. Let's get into a couple of important items. Here. It's First not Cole wrong. It's Cole right. Uh, ne- never heard that one before. That was brand new. Cole, wow. it's better. It's better to just not acknowledge. Just, just let it go. Keep on moving. Okay, keep on. I got you. Okay. Um, okay, so we we have to do a food block. We haven't done a food block. We like to get offensive linemen together because obviously food played a ma- played a major role in their careers, and so we have <laughs> perhaps our most important endeavor yet. We are trying to figure out where in football America has the single best food item around the NFL. Buffalo obviously has wings, and uh, Florida, Miami has the Cuban sandwich and so on. We want to figure out what the very best one is. We'll get to that in a second. Another endeavor that we're tackling here, 53 Super Bowls in, is which quarterback? It is the most important position. That goes without saying in pro football. And who are the 12 guys to do it best in the Super Bowl era? I'm going to start by saying we're not considering Johnny Unitas. As great as he was, his best work came before the Super Bowls began 
Durant. So he's out of consideration. Let me share with you and the audience who I have as the seven guys that are undebatable as far as I'm concerned. Tom Brady, obviously. Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, John Elway, Dan Marino. Those are seven names that I think you would be really hard-pressed to make a case for, although Cole's already given me the snake eye. I'm just looking at the list. I'm just looking at the list. You don't think Aaron Rodgers Are they in no specific order? Well, I mean, that's loosely what the order would be for me. Actually, I would go Brady, Montana, and then probably Elway would be the third best quarterback I've ever seen. Wow. Over Favre. Yeah. Over Peyton Manning. And Marino. I say it, I I say all the time, Marino and Elway are kind of neck and neck in my book. Um, But Elway, it's not that he got those two at the very end of his career, thanks to Terrell Davis. What John Elway did, he got three very mediocre uh, Denver Broncos teams to Super Bowls. They had no business getting there. Sammy Winder was his feature back. Do you even know who Sammy Winder is? He was a, a heavy set fella who 30, I don't 33. Was 23, 23, but close. Yeah. yeah. And then and then uh Vance Johnson was his number one receiver. And nevertheless, yeah. they vanquished Joe Thomas's Cleveland Browns in back-to-back title games. Is that the drive and the fumble? That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Uh, So anyway, those are my seven here. And you guys saw a lot of the guys that are under consideration. Joe Thomas, float a name for me. Who do you think belongs in this top 12 beyond the seven that I've just. Yeah, I think Bart Starr is a really strong candidate to kind of be one of those next guys. He won the first two Super Bowls mm-hmm. with Lombardi's Packers. And so I think you got to get a little bit of a, a, a bump, a few extra points for winning the first two Super Bowls. I, I Listen, I appreciate the spirit of that. He obviously played. People don't connect the dots on these things. If you're of a certain age, you may not even realize that the famous freezer bowl game up in land where it was minus 16 or whatever it was. And he leads the Packers down the field in the last couple of minutes, uh, punctuated by his uh, his keeper at the end there to win the title. That just put them into the Super Bowl. People yeah, that don't realize that. that was not the Super Bowl. That was the AFC champ- or the NFC Championship. Precisely, which was then considered the more important title to win. But nevertheless, that just put them into the Super Bowl. Um, is that, is that Jeremy, Jerry Kramer's instant replay? Was that after... Uh... Am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, he. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that, that that's book. right. He went right up over that Super Bowl, right up over 64 there. Yeah, or yeah, I, a quarterback it, sneak. Yeah. Precisely, precisely. Um, okay, what a great so, name too. Since you were you were you were talking about names before, Bart Starr. I mean, that, that's a good. Name. Terrific. That's, that's Very, a heck of a name. Two R's at the end. That yeah. is one. Yeah, Starr. Starr. Yeah, some guys. Bart Starr, <laughs> famous pirate, also. That's up there with uh, uh, Mickey fact. Mantle. I'm trying to think of the the most iconic just names. They had to yeah. move on to greatness, given the, a name like that Cole Wright give me another one you want under consideration here can I take someone out of the, the top seven? Oh, wow it's changing all right go season. ahead I mean I'm gonna there, have that's to, written in ink not pencil it is bro. it is I'm gonna have to right. scratch them out and then so kind of move you're, you're gonna Debo, but they'll, they'll, He's get, gonna they'll, Debo get, they'll be the first person right seven. back in though all right, go ahead. I'm, I'm I'm taking Aaron Rodgers out and putting Drew Brees in. I like I like to be a gentleman. I like to be a nice host, but that's silliness. Come All right. on. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is one of the 12 best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era. Yeah, he's going right back in, but he I feel that Drew Brees is more of a shoe-in to be in that list of quarterbacks. I mean, and not not to say Aaron Rodgers Drew, isn't. He's the he's the eighth guy. Drew he gets Brees, added to the list. Certainly eighth. prolific. There's no question about that, but he is kind of not exactly great when you take wow. the roof off. I mean that. I mean that. That seems like a big kryptonite to have if you're going to kiss this guy into hmm. undebatable I mean, status. I mean, look, neither was Peyton. True. Yeah, you put Peyton outside. 
I mean, it's but he did the win the same a Super Bowl in Indy outside in the rain in Miami. Yeah, he won it, but he so. also lost it down in the the one he threw the pick six to Tracy against Porter. who? Oh, against Drew Brees. How yeah, about that? Drew Brees. Good so, do we agree that Brees has to be in there? I think Brees is definitely in there. I think he's one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in the history of this game. When you look at what he has done statistically and year in and year out. I, I read a stat. He threw. He's thrown. Somebody double check me on this. Check check me if I'm wrong, Sandy. You can't get all the Gophers. <laughs> he threw for. He's thrown for over five thousand yards. I want to say four times. Five times. Five times now. Five times. There's only three other quarterbacks that have done that, and each of them has only done it once. Like when you look at the numbers on Drew Brees, it's unbelievable what the numbers he has put up. Yeah. And think about it. What Hall of Fame wide receiver has he done it with? I, you know exactly. what? I, Michael Thomas is probably the best receiver is, he's ever done it with. That's absolutely. The, he's his fair. first 100 catch wide Jimmy receiver. Jimmy Graham of his was career. his number one receiver for a couple of years. I mean, I mean, you just look at what Drew Brees has done. It's yeah. unbelievable. The only Marcus guy to Colston. catch 100 passes. I'm co signing on that. The only guy to catch 100 passes before Michael Thomas from Drew Brees, LaDainian Tomlinson. Oh. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Fun about, fact. About that? You dug that one out of the, out of no. the, out of the deep. Fun fact. All right. You, so do I get to add a name to this yes, list? Yes, you do. Okay. Since we were talking about Be careful about names now. Be and, careful. And names. How about, how about another guy with two first names that's not even on your list? Mm. And I'm shocked. Oh, snap. Go ahead. Jim Kelly. Ooh. He's not on wow. either, any of these Pretty lists. Strong. You came He's up with this whole of- list of quarterbacks, and Jim Kelly is not on this? If Jim Kelly had won, if he, let's say he had won, went undefeated in the Super Bowls, you would have him right next to Brady. Well, that's a pretty big leap if he had gone undefeated in Super Bowls. <laughs> well, I'm just How saying, the fact that he was in four straight Super Bowls, there it's isn't huge. a single quarterback that can say that. Okay. Brady's, I, Brady's been in three consecutive, but I, four consecutive. I am down to add him to our list of candidates. I do not think he ultimately will Ooh. get in. He's not going to jump over some of these other names here. Let's go to – are you too young to remember Roger Staubach, Joe Thomas? I know of him, yeah, obviously, but, but him. I didn't watch him play and being – Where do you come Dallas. down? A guy who you did watch from the yeah. sidelines, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think he's probably one of those guys that should be in there. I mean, the longevity he's had in Pittsburgh, the way he's done it now early on in his career, they were doing it with defense, but now he's putting up incredible numbers and they're doing it primarily with great offense and his ability to avoid sacks and do things out of the pocket is, is fun to watch and it's pretty unprecedented having a quarterback of that size. I think the thing that gets slept on with him and yes, uh, a stable organization and they tend to draft well, not flawlessly, but the fact of the matter is he's never had a losing season in 15 years. That. That's a go. crazy That's stat. I was going to say, you out. should be the one talking about how great he is. I mean, being the Pittsburgh guy. Well, to me, he's right on the cusp there. I think he's right around like 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range. I would also put in Roger Staubach, though, if we're going to go, if we're going uh, deeper into history. So now we're up to, and I'll agree that Breeze and Staubach, that gets us to nine Cole Wright, who's next? Uh, I'm going to have to go with, because you said if Jim Kelly had won four Super Bowls, we'd be putting him over there. I'm going to go with Even if he won two. Had, yeah, how about your your boy, Terry Bradshaw? I mean, listen, yeah, Bradshaw, talk about a guy who there's was – There's a lot a, of debate. Yeah, you never hear his name brought but, up but when you talk about all these best quarterbacks him, of all time. And, and you would probably know more than all of us, but Terry threw a lot of interceptions. You know who else? As there's I a, so there's a lot of as debate I, about did the steel curtain yeah carry him and bail him out? Which look, you could say the same thing about Peyton Manning because Peyton, let's be honest, he didn't win his last Super Bowl. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what did he throw for 180 yards, so yeah. he didn't win it. His no, defense did. But did Terry win four Super Bowls? 
Bradshaw, it's interesting on a team that's known for its run game and its dominant defense and everything else back in the day when they were winning those four Super Bowls in six seasons, people to this day in the past happy league in the 21st century and everything else, only one guy has ever rallied his team in the fourth quarter and thrown touchdown passes, both, by the way, over 70 yards in in two Super Bowls in 10 and 14. And that man is Terry Bradshaw, mm-hmm. two MVPs in Super Bowls and MVP Lynn Swan and, and, uh, and John Stallworth yeah, and made Stallworth. the transition from run in 78 when they modify the rules because of number 47, Mel Blunt was too physical and yes. they made it that they, they, liberated uh, the offenses a little bit Terry Bradshaw goes from passenger to the MVP of the league so he flipped a switch and just in just to to the eyeball test if you watch Terry Bradshaw he has definitely one of the half dozen best arms you will ever see he's he's like he's got that Namath Marino kind of release up to the ear and it's out and uh and it's he wasn't scared his his backup in college you know his backup in college was I don't the dad from Duck Dynasty you're kidding. Yeah. Really? How about that? How about okay. that? How about that? Boy, you he said he quit. He used to, he used to, come, he used to come to practice with rabbits hanging out his back pocket, and he wanted to hunt more than he wanted to play football. Where do we consider? Oh, so, okay, I'm not going to – I don't know. Well, let's hold off on Bradshaw because I think he's worthy of the consideration. I think Bradshaw and Stallback are very similar. <coughs> they're, they're, they're neck and neck. And, and the interesting thing Same with Stallback, era. too, is Stallback missed a couple of years because he went over and served in the Navy. That's right. So, you know, imagine if he hadn't missed that and time. And you're the, the guy you mentioned before, Jim Kelly, as happened to many guys in a certain era there. If they didn't go to the USFL, would have been held in right. higher regard. There's, there are a number of guys. It's hard to believe if you are my age and you watched Herschel Walker in Georgia and then watched him early on in the USFL, that somebody would say to you, oh, yeah, that guy's not going to wind up in the Hall of Fame. You would have never believed that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, by the time he got to the NFL, his best days had already come and gone. Um, but uh, Cole Wright, give us another one now. Uh, Steve Young. You like Steve Young? Come I on. debated this with Mooch. Left, I, lefty quarterbacks. Head to head, Roethlisberger, Steve Young, Sean O'Hara. Who do you want oh, okay. for one game? That's, that's all that's the marbles. A no, that's a no-brainer. You know what? Steve Young can do things that Ben can't. Yeah. And that is all right. Well, so that, that, that is game. run around. Um, you know, he's, he's, I mean, How about he was not, the clutch? he was not an athletic quarterback. Like Ben will sit back there and he can move around in the pocket. Ben will hold on to the ball. Um, you know, he's captain courageous back there in the pocket, but Steve Young, I mean, he, he was, you know, he was Michael Vick like when he got out in the open space. I mean, it was nice. He was making, he was juking guys. He was slashing. He For wasn't sure. just yeah. scrambling around. Another USFL guy, guy who would probably rank in the top five or 10 passers of all time. Also a lawyer. Is that right? Steve Young. I, I, I did. Really? So a lawyer. Did not know that. About I know he's that. a big hedge fund private no. equity guy now. Very smart dude. No, he yeah. was a, a lawyer. Huh? Joe Thomas. Classically trained lawyer. Talk about where Russell Wilson comes out on this thing. Is when, when we look back, you know, I don't know what, seven, eight, ten years from now, when he hangs it up, do we look at Russell Wilson and say, I mean, obviously, there's, you know, if they completely fall apart in these next few years, that'll change the argument. But is Russell Wilson tracking to go down as one of the greatest of all time? He's young enough where if his career is able to continue another eight or nine years and he's able to make a few more playoff runs, maybe get to another Super Bowl, I think yes then. But at this point right now, we know Russell Wilson because he won a Super Bowl, but he had the Legion of Boom. And I think until he does something spectacular away from that defense, 
everyone's going to always look at him differently because that defense was so good when they did win the Super Bowl and when they went to the second one. What about then one Cam Newton, who I always say in a world of classic paintings, you have to change your eye and look at as a modern, uh, as a piece of modern art. It's that you can't really compare. It's almost like comparing Cleveland, Chicago and Pittsburgh versus Los Angeles. Completely different places, you know? Some places have a lot in common. L.A. is its own thing. Cam Newton, his own thing. Cam Newton hasn't done it long enough. I think he had that MVP season, took him to the Super Bowl. But since then, he's kind of been, you would say, a top half quarterback, maybe maybe a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. But to me, to be able to be considered one of the greats of all time, you need to be considered the one of the best five quarterbacks in the league for like at least a decade. And hey. I don't see Cam Newton being in that category yet. But he's young. He's like Russell. He, yeah, but only he's half not... the story has been written at this point. It's funny you say that because I think his best days or at least his most physical days are past him now. I yeah, think... I agree. But that's why he's going to kind of have to change his game a little mm -hmm. bit moving forward if he wants to have that longevity be to be considered one of the 12 greatest now, uh, O'Hara, I always uh, I'm always struck by the remark that people throw out so cavalierly when when a high end talent makes it to the NFL a quarterback. This young fellow is going to win multiple Super Bowls. Well, they only hand out the one Lombardi every year. So the math doesn't work out that all these talented quarterbacks are going to win multiple Super Bowls. Your window is only 12 or 15 years. So where do you come down on Andrew Luck at this point? Mm. Andrew Luck. I think well, the the hard thing with that, with him is we lo he lost a, what a year and a half, so almost two full seasons he he has lost, and I think those were some pivotal years. Your first couple of years in the league as a quarterback, look, I I think you're learning on the fly. He certainly did that. You know, I think he led the league in interceptions as a rookie. Um, so I think we saw last year what everybody expected Andrew Luck to be and to do in years three and four. Injury obviously. Um, delayed some of that. I think he's, I think he's trending that way. He's trending towards this list. Um, I think he needs to have some a couple more seasons of just complete dominant performances. Um, Andrew Luck still will have those weird plays, those weird throws where what was he thinking? But very similar to what you were just talking about with Cam Newton and with Russell Wilson, yeah. these guys. I mean, they are the up and coming next great guys that that we could be talking about on this list but it's it's either got to be multiple Super Bowls or unbelievable stretches where they were the best quarterback top five quarterback in the league hands down and it's got to be consistent because there's a couple other guys that I'm looking on this list and I'm saying well where's Warren Moon you know where, where's Steve McNair mm. you know guys like that because you I mean if you look at that Moon's that was shameful number. on my part Warren to leave Moon. off Warren Moon. Warren Moon so. should be in that conversation. But oh. of course, when you're making difficult cuts here, and we're talking about the twelve best, Warren Moon didn't get over the hump to even get to a Super Bowl. It's why you don't see Dan Fouts either. We well, have to make some tough calls on this. Well, the fact that you have Cam Newton on here and over Warren Moon. Cam and Newton went fifteen and one throwing the Philly Browns. He had one season. And Nick he had Foles went fourteen and two. And 
listen, he also had the greatest Cam, Cam rookie Newton season had, in quarterback history, look, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I mean, if, if you're going to put him on this list, Baker Mayfield had a pretty good rookie Moon. season last oh, year, too. Oh, we'll get to him, Jim uh, Thomas. What do you, he okay, set well, the record for touchdowns. Let's get to him now. rather important stat. 15 years from now, Baker Mayfield. Is he one of the 12 best quarterbacks of all time? I know it's it's almost oh. unfair to bring his name I mean, up. He's practically there right now, right? Uh, what is, what has he got? 10, oh, I know. We'll see him in the Super Bowl. It's all but guaranteed this year he's going to the Super Bowl, right? If you look at the direction his game is headed and the team that he's got around him, the youth that he has around him, there's no reason they don't dominate for 10 years. And then he's one of these guys we talk about in 10 years. By the way, we see Daniel Jones, and it's interesting to sit uh, between Joe Thomas, late of the Browns, and Sean O'Hara, late of the Giants. I know, obviously, O'Hara is a a big Eli guy, and as a sidebar, you and I talked about a month ago, O'Hara, and it really did line up for that. I think the Giants, and who knows, we'll see, maybe they will still be a factor in the NFC East this season. But if they merely and though I, I feel bad at this point for poor Daniel Jones, all the heat the kid's done. This should be a great moment. In his Don't feel life. bad for him. He's six overall. I pick. know, but it's it's, it stinks that this is what he has to deal with. Everybody, you know, talking stuff about the guy. All he did was play well and get to be the six overall pick. But, it's not but, his fault that he went probably a little too high, but maybe maybe he didn't go too high. It's, uh, we'll, we'll see in history. Even but if I, he had gone 15. I know, but if they would have taken said the same, but story. if they would have taken Mon test sweat or Josh Allen and then just done the draft exactly as they did it they would be a real player right now I might even pick them to win the division I, I but agree in, but now what they do if you would have switched if you would if the Giants took Josh Allen at six and then even if they used a pick like they did to move up and get DeAndre Baker at the end of the first round if they use another pick to move up to get Daniel Jones let's say they moved up to 10 or 12 or if they had taken Williams out of Bama Throw him on the, add him to the line. All of a sudden, the deficit is a strength. Here's the thing. Dave Gettleman came out and said, we had Josh Allen and Daniel Jones graded the same. They had the same grade. Josh Allen was absolutely 100% more of a need. Number one, he's a 3-4 guy. You run a 3-4. He spent his entire college career in a two-point stance. That's exactly what you had. So it was a perfect fit, and it was right there for the taking. So I agree 100%. If If the Giants had taken Josh Allen, and then if somehow had gotten Daniel Jones, whether it was 17 or even if they use another pick or two to trade up to go higher and get Daniel Jones, if they if you came away with that that just those two guys in the first round said we got Josh Allen and we got Daniel Jones, I think everybody's singing a totally different song in I, New York. For sure. And, and you use that second round pick, you get another player, third I mean, from and everything after that is gravy. And I, and I think everybody would be singing a different tune. Now well, that's where I take pause and I look at the draft is all about, look, you think, you know, but you don't know what you think, you know, you think, you know, say it again. Just for I, emphasis. I don't even know. I love, so I I love, really I love post-draft <laughs> I think I just grades. I like uh, grading people. You don't know anything more than you knew before right, the draft. You think you, you know. know what everybody else is doing, but are they really telling you what they're doing? Or are they just telling you what they think you think? They're going to do. So it's just so much. I mean, there's so much, you know what, going on. I there. know, but you play, but you but play the Giants for now could, in the 21st century. You don't play for three or five years from now. That's, that, here, that's here's what I've been 20th telling. century stinking thinking. You play for right now, and they're built kind of to be competitive this year, or they would have been more competitive I, with an edge. But that, that right? begs that's, the question. Why build for the future with the sixth pick? 
Let's win now. If Eli's your yeah. quarterback, especially, pick somebody who's going to help you right now. Especially when you got Saquon last year. The clock is running on his prime. By the time Thank he reaches you. his second deal, he's going to he's gonna be a diminished version More of likely himself. likely than not. as the running back position. That's you know, the way you, it goes. You get four to six years, and then Dave you're, you're knows old. that. Look yeah. at Carolina. Right. Look at Carolina. That's their philosophy. I don't. I, I, it really back. is uh, weird mm-hmm. stuff. It's, it's, been, it's actually been a frustrating thing for three years because, you know, the funny thing is everybody's asking me. We were on Total Access yesterday, mm-hmm. and they, they were talking about, well, Daniel Jones. And now Eli has to deal with Daniel Jones. Guess what? Eli's been dealing with them drafted quarterbacks for three years now. Yeah, how crazy they, two, is that? two years ago, they drafted Davis Webb, and I sat right on that set after they drafted Davis Webb. But Dan Helley asked me, hey, is this heir apparent to Eli Manning? Do you like the pick? And I said, no, because it's a waste of a pick. They just wasted a third-round pick on Davis Webb. He never saw the field. Now he's with the Jets. All right, so there's a third-round player that – could have been playing for the Giants. Could have been helping out. Last year, Kyle Alletta, same thing. We love this kid. He's got a lot of upside. I mean, everything was going great until he got arrested for you know trying to beat traffic on 495 or going around the uh, Lincoln Tunnel. Now Kyle Alletta, where is he? Nobody's even talking about him. I mean, he's, he's like Waldo right now. Mm. So they've, three years in a row now they've drafted a quarterback. The problem is, to your point, Joe, and I'm with you, the sixth overall pick, he might not see the field for two years. They're saying, hey, he's here to learn. So this this year, Daniel Jones is not it's to not see. Not nineteen eighty two. It's That's so guys hard. Guys play fast, especially if you're going to burn a first round pick on them. You must play yeah. them immediately. It, it's hard, and like everybody compares to the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. The, pro- the problem is Aaron Rodgers was the twenty fourth overall, right? 24th. So there was no pressure to put him on the field right now. It was a luxury pick, and the Packers were good. When you're a good team, you can afford to, hey, you know what? Like Kansas City, they had Alex Smith. They were, they were a good team. They could take Mahomes at 15 and sit on him. If you're a good team, you could sit on a quarterback on the first round for a year or two and justify it. It's hard to do that when you're not a good team. You had two wins the year right. before. Well, they have four wins last year or six wins. I can't even remember how many. It, it's, it's been, it feels like so long ago. But to be able to get somebody with that sixth pick that could help you out in week one, and the whole season? Of course. I, it's me, the it age like of free agency. Do. What are you doing? But it's- to your point, that they felt like, and, and just talking to people uh, around the Giants, they felt like they couldn't let that first round go by and let somebody else take Daniel Jones. He was their favorite they, uh, quarterback. Because this guy of, better be pretty good because but here's the that thing. is lofty But here's phrase. the thing. Here, here's, the, here's the other part of this equation. Think about how much we have talked about Daniel Jones already. Imagine if that had been any of these other quarterbacks, either last year, this year. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, how is he going to handle all this stuff? How is he going to handle sitting and, and talking? Well, to that's what I want to ask you about. So listen to what Daniel Jones has said and how he said it. That's the only way that all this works. And that's, that's the reason why they were all in on Daniel Jones, because you get, you get a guy like Baker – or somebody that's in there, hey, man, I'm ready to play. I'm better you than lead me like, into, just You totally lead me into exactly what I want to drama. Thank you. Daniel Jeremiah last year. I, ta- I remember talking right before the draft to Joel Klatt and Daniel Jeremiah, two of the most esteemed scouting guys, you know, QB guys. And uh, I said – Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold? Because all the talk for the four months leading up was Sam Darnold's the guy and there's not a question about it. Then all of a sudden, when a few days, nope, Baker's the guy. And Klatt said, no, Baker's the right pick here. And DJ said, I still like Darnold's talent better, but the Browns need a guy with swagger. They need a guy who's willing to say blank you to, to the opponent. You're an Eli guy. I met Daniel Jones in passing, but I can say that they both cut that figure. Very nice. Very, you know, you know, water off the back kind of vibe to them. What's better ultimately, the swagger in QB 
or the guy who it seems like uh, no matter what's going on around him, his face never changes. Joe Thomas, I'll start with you. I mean, that goes in with like gunslinger versus, you know, meditative. Uh, what's better? Game I mean, man. it doesn't really matter who sure your personality is. It's as long as that's who you are. That's the, the better thing. I will say that if you're the Eli, you're not going to give any ammunition to the media. You're not going to give ammunition to your opponent. You know, Brady's the same way. They would never say anything controversial because they don't want to add any layers, any extra difficulty where you have to respond to things that they've said. But at the same time, they're not going to exactly motivate the team by challenging them with saying provocative things, whereas a Baker, uh, maybe uh, Cam Newton, those type of guys, they have a way of being able to motivate their team by their words that they say and the challenges that they make in the media. And so I, I don't know if either one. I'll say this as different. a fan, as a fan, at least I must plant my flag for swagger and gunslinger. Well, it's more fun. It's obviously. definitely more it's fun. It's so much more fun. It's so boring. Joe Namath. This, this yeah. nonsense that even the best player in the history of football now is like, nobody believes in us. Everybody thinks we suck. Like uh, that false modesty. It's come and gone now. Let's get back to some swagger. Oh, yeah. you know? as, as somebody that's sitting on this side of the camera now. I hate the Brady. I hate the Manning because they don't ever say anything. They're so you boring. You don't believe that. You don't so why do you it. say it? Right. But, and you love the Bakers and you love those guys, but it, it does cause their teammates to have to answer a lot of questions and to have to talk with yeah. uh, the media about a whole other layer of stuff that maybe you don't want to deal with because you want to just be keeping your mind on football. Why, why don't we just go back long. to this little quarterback list that we wrote up? Okay, we will. Here's the but one I'm just question saying, I have. Look at, name, me, name me somebody on that, Somebody's top, got a time. on that top list that – is a trash talking Favre, Elway, Marino. What do you mean? Those guys all were. They were. They were in your face doing all the stuff that. Yes. No, no, Rodgers is I, out there gesticulating at his teammates for running the I wrong route. Say trash talking, no, but they definitely have a lot of that. personality. They're just confident. I'm uh, talking about. I'm talking about just overflowing yeah. with oh. self. Bravado. But there's a right. difference there between being confident and being an in your face. You don't have to be Phil Rivers and Jay Cutler at like, the start of their careers yelling across sidelines. But yes, I like the moxie. I like those guys. I like Baker Mayfield feeling dangerous. You like if I were a Browns guy, I'd be over the moon about that. Well, you got to love a guy with personality. You're sure. naturally drawn to that type of person, but I don't think that makes yeah. him any better of a quarterback than the Mannings or the Brady type but the guys. Tough, the, tough, the tough thing with that is that a lot of these quarterbacks, they have personality, but they they don't show it right. when they're in the media. You know, And it's funny because people ask me all the time, especially in Eli's early years, hey, what's Eli like? I tell you what, the Eli that you guys see at the podium after every press conference, I've said it yesterday on Total Access, man, he's vanilla ice cream. On purpose. He knows. He gets the game. He, listen, I'm I'm not going to say something that I'm going to have to hear about for the next week. You're not going to – you're never going to get a, a, a fancy quote from him. There will be some humorous stuff. Peyton was the same way. I mean, you look at a lot of these guys. Uh, that, Peyton that said way. some stuff, even about his own teammates on occasion. Right, but, but – very rarely. I hear you. I like he, they were much more CEO types just because they understood the noise. They understood what they represent. Now, the one thing to your point is from quarterback style. Here's what I want. The quarterback, when you come in that huddle, we better respect you. All right. I played with Kelly Holcomb he, and early on in my career. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks because he was the first quarterback that I've ever played with that would walk and get in the huddle. All right, hey, listen, don't nobody effing jump right now. All right, I'm going to go on three. I'm going to get the hard count. All right, don't you hold your water. We're going to get an easy first down here or I'm going touchdown. 
I mean, immediate respect right away. He came in and he commanded. He told us what was going to happen. Sure enough, I'll be damned, it happened. And it was just, he had a presence about him. And he had confidence in himself. Wasn't a high draft pick, but he came in there, and you knew when Kelly was was running the offense. Hey, man, don't don't. We got to get back to that. I'm telling you, enough with the collegial jazz of the jersey swapping and all that stuff. You guys may be in a union together, and you might transfer from one office in Indianapolis to the other office in Atlanta. But we fans don't want to hear about that. We want you to hate your foes. We want we want we want Joe Namath. We want uh, we want John Wayne out there. Now, last one about the. Q- QBs, Patrick Mahomes, 15 years from now. I couldn't have a better second season than what he had it 15 years from now. Can he sustain this if Tyreek Hill's not out there with him? He already doesn't have Kareem Hunt out there. Is this a sustainable track that he's on? Absolutely. O'Hara. Uh, wh- wow. Well, well, I mean, uh, yes, I know. Of, yeah, I don't even get, explain. Oh, go oh, ahead. I mean, go ahead. I mean, go why ahead. doesn't he just fill in the Scantron and hand it in? And yeah, he just all have to show up because that's you know the most often eighty percent right? chance. Exactly. The is that right. what it was? Something like that. I never actually did it. Sure, I probably should have. Sure, <laughs> probably, probably would have got a better score if I would have actually done that. I mean, you, you just see what Patrick Mahomes can do when he gets when he goes out there. I think he's a guy who's going to make everybody else better. I mean, you know, there there are guys like Tyreek Hill who have that you know that 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 talent that you just can't teach. But I feel like someone else is going to step in. It's just how it's going to be. He's going to, I'm not saying he's like Tom Brady just quite yet. But when the guys just fall in line, he's going to make that next player better. And I think we're going to see it. And it's just the, the, the amount of arm slots he can throw from. I think whoever the open man is, he's, he's able to get you the ball. And I, and Best I, arm scary. I've ever seen. Rodgers scary. was it. I mentioned, uh, uh, you know, there's Bradshaw and there's Marino and Elway. But, I mean, to me, I've never seen the equivalent. In, in of game Mahal, The ease with which he can I get think, rid of the ball. And, I think, uh, I think back to last year, two of the best games of the of the season last year Patriots, were, Chiefs. were the, the Chiefs-Rams game. Right. Mm-hmm. That Monday night game where they scored 100 and some points together. Rams won that game. So right, so Mahomes loses that game, and then the playoff game against the uh, against the Patriots, Mahomes lost that game. Both in both of those games, he led his team back, found a way to take the lead. Even at the Patriots game, I thought the game was over with. All of a sudden, boom! Tyreek Hill streaking down the side gets the beer thrown in his face. Um, so Mahomes, he can make those throws with the game on the line, and and a lot and that throw to Tyreek Hill was him buying time in the pocket. So. Yeah, he's got an unbelievable skill. But we, that speed out there is talking unique, about too. Him. The fact that you have a guy who can throw it a he's, mile and a guy who who can get behind the defense like that. He's like a mixture of Aaron Rodgers and... and Uncle Rico. And Steve Young. <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes makes our list 15 uh, years from now? Absolutely. The skill set that he possesses, like you mentioned, it's um, already in the elite category and now he's just got to put that skill set with a career and I think he will because as long as Andy Reid is there they're going to put offensive weapons around him that fit with what he does they're going to get another fast guy Tyreek Hill is not the only fast guy yeah, that yeah they already did plays Michael, Michael the Harbin you know ran a 4-3-3 they'll yeah. be able to get other running backs that can catch the ball and do a lot of the things that Kareem Hunt uh, did and and honestly I think losing those guys probably losing Tyreek Hill it's going to only help his legacy because they're early on. They're going to say, well, he was the MVP in his second year because mm-hmm. of all these weapons. Well, you lose some of those weapons and you still su- sustain that success. Now that elevates who you are. And now we can say, well, he did it without any of these cast of characters, which is the argument that you seem to be making with cam and some of these other guys is, well, they didn't have anybody to throw to. 
Well, that's why, that's why I hold Elway up there. He, to me, is the patron saint, not Marino, who also didn't have much of a running game for the bulk of his career, too. It's Elway actually got the Super Bowl three times But over. it seems like when we're talking about all was these it, guys, what has Sharp elevated on that them? Team? What has elevated them, though, is the lack of weapons. If you're doing it and you got all these weapons, then everyone's always going to try to poke holes in your Well, that's why I don't have Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman's not in there for me for that. Too many weapons. Exactly, right. Yeah, well, who knows? I would have been – I would have probably thrown about 20 – touchdown passes yeah. if I but had that But the thing is, we don't know. Michael Irvin really? and Smith. Really? Who are yeah, you? About, about 20, I said, O'Hara. <laughs> who, who are you? I didn't Danny, say 30. Danny Amendola? No, I'm a lefty fella. You know, I got the whip. <laughs> no, though. you're Danny Amendola. 100 grand, you can't throw this football on top of that roof? Yeah. <laughs> there's, I, it, it, I might be wrong, but I think there's zero left-handed quarterbacks in the National Football League. Is that true? Right? No, last Start, season, last need one. That's period. Period. Last season, there were zero. I don't know if, it's, wow. if there's any, you know, any rosters. Yeah. More left-footed punters than left-handed That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, crazy. my eye still isn't used to seeing left-footed kickers. I don't like when that – that's got to be a trip for the holder. Anyway, all right, let's move off of that one. And uh, quickly, before you guys uh, punt on us here, yeah. uh, weigh in on the I got great – tea time. The, foot, uh, the Football America Food Challenge here, DDFP, 32 teams. We're giving L.A. Mm. because they have two teams and New York, two teams, two foodstuffs. We have it now, O'Hare, I'll turn to you. Wait, what's this. L.A.'s foodstuff? A Brussels well, sprouts a great, salad? Now, why are you like wow. that? Why do you, what are you, Woody Allen <laughs> making like Annie that? Hall? What if, what, that's fine well, with I'm, me. I'm curious, what anything is L.A.'s you can food? Do, anything you can do. Because everybody depress, in L.A. is from somewhere else. So I'm fine. curious, what so is what? L.A.'s but, food? I, I want you to depress real estate here. We don't need more people coming out. Tacos? Here. But really? the idea that LA doesn't like, where do you have get good food is crazy. Los Angeles. Angeles. The Chargers Texas? really get screwed. Wrong. Just, I lived in Texas. Char- Wrong. Just Mexico? tacos. Well, I'm tacos. open. Look at these other ones. I'm open to other, uh, to other uh, options there. <laughs> What do we think about Sean O'Hara, New York? Kansas Valley. City is burnt ends. That's what I've burnt talked to the. Uh, what? Good. How is Kansas City burnt ends? Because that's oh, what that's all the people oh told God, me it should be. Barbecue. Burnt ends? Okay, okay. The, the well, bar had burnt ends. I was going to say brisket for the sure. Never had the brisket burnt ends. Burnt ends. Yes. It's like okay. The gotcha. Special part that that's has that extra okay. caramelization. Yeah. Well, I think we got to clarify brisket. Thomas knows his way around. Easy on the fat, though. Easy on the fat on the burnt ends. Easy on the fat. Oh, I like a nice moist. Did you ever cook with Mitchell Schwartz? See, this is what I'm talking about. L.A. Rams, spicy tuna, oh, crispy he, rice. I don't know what that I, I'll is. I'll hit him up for That's what I'm talking about. He's going to get sensitive. The that's, L.A. Rams is spicy terrible. tuna, crispy rice. That's delicious. That's I mean, with sound. a side of edamame? What, I mean, I don't know. It sounds doing? pretty good. I'm kind of hungry. It is good. All right, O'Hare. Enough with the cynicism, fella. Way in New York. Do you the, the debate for New York is we go with a New York slice, right? Yeah. You're not, you ain't going to Raise pizza. Which one? Right, okay. Ray's Pizza. Original Ray's? Famous Ray's? Um, do we do, Ray's do we do a street wiener? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Is that what you uh, want? <laughs> we got to keep this PG. No, no, no street meat. <laughs> no street meat. Oh, no. Okay. York, Joe I mean, Thomas. Here's the thing with, with the New York, with the New York, I mean, yeah, pizza slice, I get it, but I mean, I mean, I guess Italian food is just Eddie's, too... You can't say Italian can't say, food. You can't claim can't an entire it. ethnicity of food. <laughs> Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass is a Staten Island guy, as you know, O'Hara. Yeah, so what he is he, wanted a pork a, roll? He said bagel. Taylor, Taylor ham and egg, egg and cheese? Bagel's sure. number two option behind pizza. But if you're from Staten Island, aren't all the best bagels from Brooklyn, though, because of the water? I mean, Staten Island's similar. Same thing with the pizza. I, I would take. I mean, I would take Staten Island pizza or Brooklyn pizza over like Manhattan pizza or okay. pastrami because you because it's hard. I mean, the the Katz's Deli, man. That's yeah. a, the, that pastrami is the best. Yeah. 
Mm. But Gemini Diner, you know about that? I don't know. About Nothing? That. No. Eddie Spaghetti in Murray Hill? Go ahead, Gemini O'Hare. Diner. I want no, you no, to no, cast the movie the sliding vote. Bagel or pastrami? For the New York And this Jets. is our final list before we go out with it. I mean. <sighs> just pastrami or pastrami sandwich? Like uh, just a pile of pastrami? <laughs> hey, that's a good way to get it. Yeah, go to Cassidy and get so, a heap yeah. of it. It's well, delicious that, that way. Yeah. I would say bagel because the Jets spend so much time out on Long Island. Bagel it is. Bagel it is. Joe Thomas for the city of Cleveland. Um, I've heard from people that Polish sausage, the thing that they love most <laughs> up there is their stadium mustard. They're very proud yeah, of Cleveland of their very mustard. Very proud of the mustard. The brown mustard, mustard, which I advocate for myself. It's really good. I know. That's Spice, why it's on my jersey. Spicy. Yeah, it's got a little bit of spice <laughs> to it. It's right. nice. It's a very nice, the only smooth, way to go. brown mustard that you're supposed to put on your stadium I mean, dogs. Who, who let the dogs yeah. out? I used to Chopped say, onion, by the right? way, Joe Chopped Thomas, yeah, not for good. nothing. I used to say that yellow mustard. We could save a lot of time in conversation going forward. So often in restaurants, uh, could I have some mustard? Do you want yellow? Do you want spice? Uh, Just- nobody wants yellow mustard except for my daughter, who's six. Once once Joe you Thomas- reach puberty, you should not be eating yellow mustard anymore. We might fast track his like jersey into mustard. the wall of fame with that comment. I can eat it. It's not my first choice, but I, like I can definitely mustard. eat it. I'll eat yellow Actually, mustard. I like yellow mustard worthless. better than spicy brown mustard. What? Well, that's, 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 that's too much. You, are, is it too because much. you just hate spicy foods? That's well, I love spicy food. But you don't like brown Spicy mustard. Who in brown, the world would ever brown choose? Brown spicy mustard. It is looks good on like my six-week-old's dirty diaper. There's no. There is no oh, reason. Brown mustard. There is no occasion. Cancel, cancel my lunch. Jeez. There is no occasion that you would ever, given a choice, so you have a you have a warm pretzel, you have oh. a wiener, anything else <laughs> that you would ever say, yeah, put the yellow on that over the. Oh, there's spicy mustard. You would never put the yellow over the spicy. Yeah. Grape poupon. I take yellow. Yeah, grape poupon's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe we don't have to add. Uh, but Joe for Thomas, Cleveland, maybe bet- he just replaces Sean O'Hare. <laughs> for for <laughs> Cleveland, the panini sandwich is what even is that? Depressed bread? Yeah. No, not not that kind of panini. They, they it's it's basically like Permani Brothers down okay. in Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh and Cleveland are the same city. Yeah, there's ones on a lake, and ones on a river. And one has one has six Lombardi. People are not going to like zero. hearing that. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't talking about from a from Yikes. a trophy standpoint, but yeah. uh, fans are very similar. But the, the sandwich, yeah, it, it's a panini, not the pressed one, the hot one. It's the panini sandwich, just like they have, like they call it permani down there. It's the bread with the fries, the coleslaw, everything all jammed in there. But the thick, like homemade bread. Not false like advertising, little, almost. I like a little thin thing. Joe Thomas, I want you to cast the deciding vote here as the Cleveland representative. O'Hara has half a vote. He voted on New York. Yeah. I like the Polish sausage with the stadium mustard. That's a strong choice. Stadium mustard is like a religion in Cleveland. But I think one that was not mentioned was what? pierogies. Pierogies I are, are a big thing in Cleveland. And Bomb. Is um, Polish sausage, is it not a kielbasa? Is sure. that not, yeah, it's, it's a, a different Polish type kielbasa. of making a sausage, though. But yeah, it just feels weird to say like kielbasa, kielbasa and Polish sausages are different. Like, They're different. Where, where, where? The spices, like the, I think, are yeah. different, and yeah. the, the shape and everything. All right, okay. now we have. So I'm we're just trying go. to get the word Polish out of out of the Cleveland line there. And I'm with you on um, uh, and pierogies. I have them down for Pittsburgh. Pierogies. Do I also list them next? I, to I think Cleveland should have pierogies on there as well. Just I, I would still vote for the sausage with stadium mustard, but uh, potato and cheese pierogies. Yeah, that's okay. the, your traditional pierogi. Yeah. Yeah. 
Listen, we did a lot of good work here. And, <laughs> Solved the uh, world's jo- problems here. Listen, Joe Thomas, I, you, you have uh, come out of the gate red hot, and I congratulate you on that Tremendous. and thank you for the effort. And your reward, yours too, Sean O'Hare, in the food block is we're going to have to get all these foods, Eddie Spaghetti. I don't know oh, if you're going to get in the car yes, and pick I'm them ready. all up. Can I just go on record and say that every time we do a food topic on here, he says the same thing after the end of the Hey, <laughs> next time, next time we're going to get Next time food. we'll have food. That's I mean, not if true. You, you know, Run that back. I think that's been going on four years now. That he always said. Were you here when we did the potato preparation? No, I, I, I think oh. I was on with Ross Tucker. He was, we Skyped him in and That's you were right. talking about food and you were like, next time you're in here, we're doing all food spread. <laughs> Never happened. Well, we did do, we had all manner of potato preparations. We had those. Can we add another I think it was D to D. your double D? Dave Damashek delivers on oh, that. Oh, Can I we like go that. triple Ds? I, we we can allowed? do that. We will do that. With the side of wiener for you? <laughs> wiener. <laughs> Uh, all right. Good luck with your new D, Daniel Jones there, Sean O'Hara. Yeah, well, hey, I can't wait to see him play next year or two years or from now or whenever he did, whenever they decide to put him out there. By the time he gets to his fourth or fifth season, he's going to be ready to go, yeah, Giants man, fans. Be great. Hey, that good year. Now what do we do? <laughs> Franchise tag him. They were now we're stuck with Kirk Cousins. Uh, oh, good times. Thank wow. you very much, uh, Joe Thomas. Uh, a pleasure to have you here. Hope we'll see you again in Studio 66 sometime soon. Sean O'Hara, always delightful. You two go on. Get. You did uh, banner work here. Cole Wright and see I you, have Debo. a few other things to talk about. We do. With Chicago, let's turn to, before we abandon the uh, the food discussion here, Chicago's an interesting category. Italian beef, Chicago deep dish style pizza, mm-hmm. or the most overrated of all the whoa, food whoa, whoa, here, whoa, whoa. the Chicago wiener. Hold on, what? Let's not call the Chicago wiener. First it has nobody, a tomato. Nobody wedge calls on it. That's that. disgusting. It's Chicago dog. All right, it's Chicago disgusting. dog. It's, it's fantastic. There's a. You, you, I mean, who puts tomato? A, ch- a chunk of tomato. Chicago, the city that works. Gross. It's a. It's a meal. It's not just a snack. All right, it's, it's a, a meal. salad. I don't it's, want it's that tremendous. on my. On my oh, Sel- the, celery salt. The worst sport one. Peppers. The worst one is, as we've said before, is Cincinnati with the uh, oh skyline chili with the chili is uh, it's a it's, hor- it's it's like tomato water with meat chip. It's a horrible representation of it's, chili. It's the worst before you even involve the noodles it's, it's and terrible. everything else. Yeah. Chicago, you- what do you think? Deep dish pizza. Oh. I think more and more that's where my head's going here. Although Italian beef with air on it, it's splendid. But do peep do local? I mean, I don't like. If, see, here's if I don't somebody like, if, if if somebody said, "Hey, I've never been to Chicago. What do I have to hit? I'm going up there for Portillo's. for a weekend. Do I, I? Where should I go? Do I have to get deep dish? Would you say no? No, forget that. Go and get an Italian beef. Is that what I, you would actually say to somebody? Or you would say, "Well, you got to get." The well, meat. I, I would That's say kind of the measure. There would be two two check marks. I'd say go and get you some deep dish pizza from Lou Malnati's at some point. Now there's there's all this this jazz going on right these days about uh, Pequod's this place. That's I've, I've never it's been. Very good. I've never been. So I mean, I know you spent a lot of time in Chicago. You know, lived there once upon a time. It was great. I, I've never been to Pequod, so I'm just going to go Lou Malnati's. Okay. You, you know, you're never going to go wrong with that. It's as, as Chicago style pizzas you're going to get. I'll say go there, and I'd also say always go to Portillo's. Okay. And, you could, and you could check off an Italian beef and a Chicago dog all in one sitting. When, we had, when the draft was in Chicago, I was at O'Hare. I was waiting at my gate, and I walked past the little, little stand, and I said, ooh, I'm doing both. I got an Italian beef with sweet peppers and a Chicago dog. One guy, smashed all one guy who thinks he knows everything about food, it's, it's hit and miss, is Adam Carolla. And, mm-hmm. uh, but he did uh, say that that's exactly what happens to him. Every time he lands in Chicago, before he can even get out of the airport, 
he has to hit Chicago dog and a beef, man. Hey, uh, well, but we got to choose. I'm going to say Only I'm going to make a final. I'm a, I'll go pizza. I'll go pizza. Eddie spaghetti. It's got to be deep dish. I think if you're going about like the most iconic food from like the, the thing region. you like, I just the measure is okay. I'm going there. I've never been there. What do I have to get? <sighs> it's got to be pizza, right? If, if you go for your first time, and you like, yeah. oh, I was there for a week, but I didn't have a single slice What's of pizza. pizza shame on you. But I had yeah. Italian beef. It's like, why did you even go? It's that's like kind of going there, and not going to like Wrigley Field. I think it's like something you have to do. So yeah. that's it's like, oh, I went to see the White Sox. Like, <laughs> yeah, <no. exactly>. yeah. <laughs> no, no disrespect to White Sox fans. You know. Exactly, exactly. It's still, it's still you Chicago. Get it. You get it, Cole. Right. All right. Let's move on now to a couple other items here. Um, we, we we don't want to go. We don't want a marathon here, Eddie Spaghetti, for the listener. Uh, so you choose what you want me and Cole to kibitz about here. Do you guys want to get into some NFL stuff? Or you want to get into some game of life stuff? We did a lot of, we did plenty of pro football talk already, didn't we? We ranked yeah. QBs. We covered fifty three. There's years so many great topics on this, history. on this list. Oh, you know what? You're There's our so guest, Cole. Right? Where, where are my manners? You choose. Yeah, game I mean, of Thrones. What did you think? I, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I, we know that. I, we we. I thought this was uh, well, well documented. Fly, flying dragons. Can I tell you this? I, we we don't even have to indulge that. I don't know what's going on. All it is these days is cynicism and poking holes and what's wrong. I would love to be a fan of it. I don't care about the Starbucks cup. That doesn't bother me at all. What I do care about is James me and his behavior in the last episode that was lame wasn't it spaghetti i'm not even going to say what it is people know what it is i think you'll be surprised at what his ultimate motive is Hmm. oh you think there was a motive yeah and it was sinister he didn't leave he didn't there's a dude named jamie yeah and Hold he on said, a second. You got all these crazy, like, futuristic names, and there's some cat named Jamie? I always thought even worse than Come that on, in man. a world of uh, <laughs> of Tormans and uh, right? Tyrians. Imagine being Rob. There's a guy, there was a guy named Rob Stark. <laughs> he got his. He got his. Hey, y'all seen Rob and them? No? All right. <laughs> Tormund, <laughs> the nearest mother of dragons, and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Someone got lazy with us. Like there is like yeah. it was a late night. Let's like oh, I mean, so who, get... who are we thinking of names of? What's this guy's name? The king? Yeah. The way, so... What's this... oh, he has a wolf. That's enough. He's yeah. got more than enough going for him already. The only way Doesn't to be worse cool is just name. call him just Bob. Seth. That would be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ooh, if you're listening out there, uh, royal family, as you're trying to name that baby, Greg mm-hmm. is a great option. Uh, spaghetti. I saw a vet. Did you see uh, Endgame? Oh, did I, I thought you said you said spaghetti? No, I'm sorry. A, okay, oh, uh, I did not. I did not. I'm not. I'm not into the uh, superhero movies, man. It's not my thing. Cole, what are you into? But I, but I, <laughs> I, I did see. I, I did see Captain Marvel because okay. you know I have a little daughter and she right. a big fan of that. I've seen it four times, but I've really Female only seen it once. Female empowerment, great message. In Falling that asleep regard. in it three times. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. I thought Endgame. Can I tell you something, Spaghetti? And I'm not just trying to be a vapid cynic. I thought it was like. It's a B. Three hours. It's three hours. The idea, the way people describe it is though the greatest epic and the most spectacular comic book movie ever. I don't agree. I definitely think it is. I think for a movie to be three hours long and you somehow tie up all loose ends in a really good way, uh, everyone seems pleased by it. I'll say in terms of comparing it to Infinity War, the one previous, Infinity War probably way funnier, probably had better battle scenes, but... I would say that Endgame, in terms, not even just a superhero movie, it was just a flat-out good movie with a nice I thought arc. what I think does stand out and distinguish it in a good way from most superhero movies, act, act three of most action movies, is a tough payoff because you've built up 
your enemy or enemies to be unbeatable, unstoppable, then you have to figure out how you're going to beat them. And that's usually vaguely unsatisfying. I thought in this case, it was really well done. That And there was emotional stuff and everything else. I thought the run-up to it, though, left uh, left this reporter a little underwhelmed. Okay. Right. So I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. I'll take you I just I don't think it's an Academy Award winner. As some are, are any superhero movies? Yeah, I think some are. Do, do they win? I mean, for no. outside of like sound? No, I think maybe, I, I think no. some of those Batman movies with Christian Bale were Black at least Panther, nominated. Were, oh Black, yeah, and Black, Black Panther, Panther was too. And which is, I think Black Panther is great, but I think these n- two newer ones, Infinity War and Endgame, I think are just a little bit better than those two. I would I'd be fine if those were nominated, but I don't think Infinity War was. I, I feel like if 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 top of the line comedies receive zero awards when it comes to the academy that's exactly right that's ridiculous how many bad comedies are, are there every single year but how, how 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 tough is it to make a solid one it's, come on academy let's stop being so it's why you see so many generations over you see the funniest guys have to try to make prove a transition to somebody well they're trying to prove to somebody because they've heard enough yeah but you're just being funny do something more important hey it's way harder to be funny absolutely than La- it is to be serious laughter the best medicine dave that's it that's, that's right. right Cole. You like that you get that you, you get it Cole. um <laughs> what else uh spaghetti i don't care about the the kentucky derby well we're still talking movies do you like the fact that uh, disney just comes out with the list of movies all, all the way until 20 like 2021 or whatever doing they too just, much man they just announced like seven, well, like Cole is movies. Cole's on his way out of this phase of all the uh, of all the kid movies. Your little I saw Ugly movie. Dolls this weekend, and it's pretty funny. Was it good? Yeah, and, and Pitbull is in that movie. I'm, I'm not a Pitbull fan at all. Pitbull had me laughing in that movie. I'll give it up to Pitbull. Um, I okay, I'll I'll see it. But yeah, I've got a lot that. of remakes coming here, man. What's what's? It's a ton of remakes. A I lot mean, of like Avatar. A lot. Of, there's a few. Obviously, a lot of Marvel. <laughs> a lot of there's a lot, couple of Pixar ones. Mulan. A couple more Star Wars as well. Um, all on titles, so they're just like teasing you a bit. But you mm. have movies literally until 2027. I asked my kids the other day. You can only see one: Endgame or the third of this of this uh, grouping of Star Wars movies. They said uh, Avengers. I said wrong. Correct answer is Star Wars. Even though I haven't even loved these last two Star they're Wars, they're not great. And now I stand by that answer even even more squarely than I did before. And one thing I'm positive about is after seeing it, spaghetti. Darth Vader would definitely beat Thanos there's in a not, fight. You're, there is no absolutely way. No way. zero doubt that that is the case after seeing that. Darth Vader would choke Thanos out from a half him. mile away. Why wouldn't it affect him? What does that mean, wouldn't oh, affect him? Plenty of uh, great people on, on Twitter have tweeted uh, information about he's like a higher level of being. Essentially what... Vader was was a guy who you know got these powers. He's a but, guy, but he's like the Thanos, force. He's the a force high deep. Thanos is godlike. Like I don't even think is, his is, is Thanos are even still alive in this. In this, I can't answer that. Well, you don't want I Vader's. Don't. Vader's dead. So we do know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Luke was quite the force with but that. He, uh, he no gave, pun intended with, with that uh, lightsaber. But but Vader gave his life so that his son Luke could live. It's like. There's still it's time. True. There's still time to save you. The There's Emperor. still time to save you. You already have, Luke. You already have. Yeah, it was creepy when they took Vader's mask off, though. Even as a kid, it was kind of like, I know. I want to put that it's mask powerful. on. Powerful. More oh. powerful than seeing, than seeing what happened to Thanos. And I'm not going to tell you. He dies. I'll probably never find out. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> yeah. Did someone, did someone snap did back fingers and he dies? anybody think Thanos was going to live? That's not a spoiler alert. Do you think Thanos lives at the end of the Avengers? 
He's the bad guy. Of course they're going to kill him. You don't know, I, It was called Endgame. I don't know. I didn't know going in. Hmm. So there's no more? They've killed the franchise then? No. There's, there's a lot more. Still gonna, there's like movies. More to come. They have, similar to Disney, they have movies planned until 2027 sure. as well. Sure. More to come. They're adding Fantastic Four. They're adding the X-Men. They're adding a whole bunch of uh, Wait a second. When is Plastic Man going to get his own movie? Remember him? <laughs> I remember Plastic Man. <laughs> Plastic he was the DC guy. He yeah, was I think DC he was pretty answer. weak. That was, that was that was being facetious there. Right. Yeah, but he's never going to get his own Mr. movie. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Now that was a guy. I remember him. I remember having Mr. Fantastic Fantastic Four. As I've said many times before, I think I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they've confirmed this, but I mean, as I've said uh, ad nauseum, it's a it's a gay parable, is what it, because the Fantastic Four is Mister Fantastic, mm-hmm. the Thing, the Human Torch, whose catchphrase is "Flame on," and then there is a woman, but she's invisible. You do the math on that, you, gonna, right? That's your premise. I don't think that's I don't think that's a fraudulent. Uh, uh, thesis to, I, to throw out there. I, I'm, I legitimately believe that that huh. was the thought. Well, I always it. said if I was a professional wrestler, that my my wrestling my ring name would be Cole Fantastic. Well, that well that'd be a good name. You like that one? Listen, that way that's what uh, Marvel is all about. That's what the mutant thing is. All, the the X Men is all about uh, that sort of disenfranchised minority and everything else. And the mutants aren't wanted by the so called uh, normal people. It's like Zootopia, know? right? I guess it's uh-huh. another uh-huh. analogy you can draw there. There's um, Utopia 2 on this list. What else uh, before we go here, Spaghetti? You're going to see Ariana Grande. Yeah, I could ask you guys for advice. What do you do at a concert you don't want to go to? Do don't, you, don't go to it. What I, was, I mean, what? When I was you were locked in, have to go. Good. No matter what. Hang out. Hang out what happened that you're required? Stand. What, what, what chain of events could make it so that you can you, you have to go? Or else I'm well, going to break up with I'm you. I'm a good person. I'm not going to. I didn't. I wouldn't buy. I think they a were either person. Christmas gift or a birthday gift. Uh, and I, so I, I have to go with my girlfriend. Did, I can't not go. Why didn't you buy those for your girlfriend and one of her friends? I thought That's about exactly that. Why didn't right. you say, you know, I, I know you and and, and that was the wh- whatever person. I, I know love you guys love be, Ariana Grande. Love, you guys go have a great time. That was, and then, yeah, I mean, you're right. Now was, you're stuck. It was it was thought of um and it was proposed but it was uh vetoed because i have brought my girlfriend to too many of my concerts she's like well it'd be good if you came to one of mine uh, so i was like that's but why, why would i mean if you know that she doesn't like your concerts why would you bring her knowing exactly that? That I, was I, your I, I haven't gone to a concert with my wife but i feel like there's a lot of shows i'm like oh i really want to see that like do you want never mind she's, she's not gonna like that she's a so, better person than me because she said that she would enjoy it because she's like I, it's something i enjoy and that she wanted to experience it but do you know that's a lie i mean <laughs> yeah now i do <laughs> definitely <laughs> after like four well, pearl jam yeah. shows uh-huh. like on my morning yeah. jagged show a jim james solo Ooh. show like a lot of other stuff i think what happens my morning jacket, here, here's my stuff, hypothesis but. on why that sort of thing happens it's because <laughs> people want to keep an eye on you the idea of sending you in your 20s, you're sending, oh, go off, mate. Yeah, go have a go have a grand time. You know, who knows what happens when the sun goes down under the cloak wow. of night? You oh. know, I think there's a weird paranoia that goes on <coughs> once you're once you feel comfortable and secure in your relationship. Then it's like, oh, you want to go see that? Have a good time. But I'll be here like, when you get back. I mean, or maybe I, I won't be. I don't think Eddie's going to be worried about his girl and one of her friends going to see Ariana Grande. No, and that's why up by some other dude. Willing, no, that's like why if, she, if, if you get your girl taken from you at an Ariana Grande concert by some random dude, then shame on you. But she didn't <laughs> No dude at an Ariana Grande concert. He doesn't want spaghetti going off the shows. <laughs> This before spaghetti got heavy, he was. You know, he was whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, 
That's heavy. What what is this? He's chunky now. It's no, bad. Come on, man. It's he said it's bad. back. Yeah, it's come on, bad. I mean, he's he's like Mac from It's Always Sunny. He's just <laughs> yeah. bulking up. Yeah, exactly. It's all he's doing. Mass. It's all he's doing. Exactly. Um, Ocular pat downs for everyone. Adam Sandler. Last thing Fantastic. was on. Adam Fantastic. Sandler was on. Um, SNL. And I think that talk about vapid cynicism. We love everybody loves to disparage Adam Sandler and his He's, career. I, my goal in life, I've tweeted this out multiple times. My goal in life is to one day be able to dress like Adam Sandler every day. Adam Sandler has kept his friends and broader group of <laughs> colleagues employed and uh, afloat, and in fact, probably well-heeled at this point from top to bottom for 20 years now. That's the game. He's that's, that's the game in show business, keeping afloat. These people from the outside who weigh in, Rah, that movie wasn't good. Ah, he hasn't made a good movie in five years. Yeah, guess what? He also made seven figures on it, if not... Uh, direct direct not deposit more. says otherwise. And so did everybody <laughs> else. And in the meantime, he, by all accounts, is a lovely, lovely fella. You yep. can see that. That seems to permeate through the screen. Um, and he, he took the opportunity to pay homage to his pal, Chris Farley. That leads me to this question, mm-hmm. Cole Wright. Halston, did... did did your eyes sweat when you watched that? Because I've watched it three or four times, and I feel like I watched, almost every time it gets me. I watched Adam Sandler's special on Netflix or over he already did a few it there. months ago. He yeah. did that already. Yeah, yep. it was, a, it was, it was a, a wonderful thing. And anyone who has accomplished uh, what he has should, all, should follow Adam Sandler's lead and basically pay tribute to yourself and your own career before it's too late. You only go around once. Do it now before before your before people are doing that while uh, you're six feet under. I thought that was really uh, really cool that Adam Sandler basically did a retrospective of his career for himself while he's uh, what is he fifty or whatever he yeah. is, you know, instead of being uh, an eighty seven year old man and sitting in a chair and oh he used to be funny yeah when he, when yeah. he, he said his, when his dad shaved his beard for the first time he's like man it'll, it'll grow back. It's <laughs> good stuff. Win play show spaghetti. I'm gonna let you go too here. Win play show the three best SNL cast members ever. For me, it's tough because a lot of the best guys I wasn't like of age or yeah, didn't he's really not recognize enough. it. He's not old I, I could add this. I think now people like to kind of you know poo poo on the SNL uh, cast, but like people in the time didn't really appreciate even. I guess was now almost a decade ago when they had like Bill Hader and Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis, Kristen Wiig, um, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, like, like those. When you had that that group, that is a really good group, and people in the moment didn't realize and didn't think it was good. I actually appreciate it, and now looking at how the cast changed even way past that, I'm like, well, people didn't like it back then, but that cast now, they're all in movies by themselves, making tons of money, and they're all super famous. I feel like the ladies were stronger than the guys. Sure, they're during, definitely during that well, yeah. lengthy. With Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, like yeah, absolutely, no, like they, no they were, that that they the all case. could carry Tina movies. Fey. They carry movies alone without now, a doubt. And no one and back Paul then realized. Were, yeah, yeah, they, there were three, there were four. Uh, female cast members that were funnier than they were all like. I mean, the they were funniest. all they were in the writers' room. They were getting it all done. They were they were the best. Yeah, um, I'll give quickly. I I loved Will Forte, Sandberg, and Bill Hader for my group of what I watched. But like all time, obviously, I know Will Ferrell was one of the best. Chris Farley, one the of the same best. thing as anybody weighing in on Sammy Baugh. If you didn't see Jim Belushi, uh, John Belushi, I mean, I did. then how do you that you know? But, but it, it, in the moment, those things it's topical humor. 
two thirds of it, at least, is topical humor. So it's lost on you, Dan Aykroyd doing Jimmy Carter. Sure. It doesn't. I mean never. Anything. I didn't watch those in real time. But I mean, that's like, what I'm saying. Norm Macdonald, Victor Mainway. Remember, Mainway. He's like, hey, it's, it's, it's a bag of glass. Uh, it's a bag of refracting light. <laughs> I know? listen. That bag that, of glass that predates me too. I I can't really say that I know John Belushi was up there. How old were you when you started watching SNL, though? I was way too young. Probably like I 11 was the, or 12, yeah. I was like seven or I was watching, I remember watching Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo, and that's when I first just started. I don't even know what I was doing up that late. I have no clue. Like, yeah. maybe it was only like the first, the very first, be, like, you know, the first half hour before the musical guest and the news came on, because now it's, I feel it's, it's paced a little different. While you consider yours, Eddie Murphy is the win. In yeah, the that, place category, Dana Carvey. Now, Phil Hartman, Ooh. Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig. Wow, Dana Carvey, that's... It's, it, that that's where it gets tough. Is the third slot? I can I can. Da, I mean, Dana Carvey was he was good. I mean, Church Lady was was classic. Go Man. ahead. Little overdone, Church Lady, but his I, you know what? The, I, I'd say if as good as Dana Carvey was, I'd say during that era because I watched it. I mean, that, that's when I was really watching as a kid. I'm gonna have to go John Lovitz, man. Whoa! Tales of Ribaldry. Tales of I mean. I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? Uh, like that guy was Hanukkah pretty, Harry. Yes, on on Herschel and Henry on Shlomo. Whoa, pretty terrific. I didn't know anybody else remembered that. Come no. on, gave gave him a macaroon. It's pretty pretty gave, good. Gave one of the he kids did. a macaroon. He did. What's this? It's a macaroon. His, his, beard was, his beard was terrible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good sketch. Such a good sketch. How about bad call. bad idea jeans? Remember that one? <laughs> Very nicely done, uh, Cole. Right, spaghetti. That's it. You've given your list. The uh, yeah, I don't really have an order. Just the three guys that I love to see on screen. It's, it's Hater. I think Sam Berger and his digital shorts are really funny, mm. and uh, I think Will Forte had some characters that were insane on that. Christopher show. Guest. Oh, you know Martin Short. I mean, they weren't on Ed, Martin Ed Short, Grimley. and I mean Christopher Guest was only on for one year, and Billy Crystal as well. But they did short films that are hysterical to this day. You really know who, another guy too that you, you don't really ever think of, but it's like man when you, when he when you. Put it in a bubble, Garrett Morris. Garrett, yeah, Garrett Morris was pretty good. There were a lot of scouts. He was good. I, 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 he predates me though. I that's don't that's really, true. I, I mean, you didn't know, know, watch the reruns though. Yeah, uh, Tim Kazarinski was funny in in little places there. Julia, I mean, Lorraine the, Newman. Lorraine Newman, Newman Julia Louis-Dreyfus, of course, was in there, and she was always oh, a bit like a player. She rarely or had a, Anthony Michael Hall. That was a that was a, a that was like one season. Not a lot great. of people. A lot of people say he stole a lot of stuff or borrowed a lot of stuff. But Michael, but but Mike Myers, go back and he check out. Uh, he'd have to be in the top ten too. All right, we've opened up a can of worms that we're not going to close up. Uh, that could be an entire episode today. Yeah, we really could do a whole thing on on uh, on all of that. All right, I think we covered a lot of ground here, though, mm-hmm. Eddie. Spaghetti, do you feel good about what we did today? I feel very good about today. Give a grade. Give it a letter grade. Did you like the QB conversation, or was it too rangy, too all over the place? No, I think it's great, and I think to get Joe Thomas to come in here first time and really uh, seem like he was uh, like really into it and to give his his thoughts, I mean. Do you I, think he was into it, Cole? I think he was. You Studio 66 yeah. brings the best out of everybody, yeah. man. Really? It does. It's like you, Cole, right? I thoroughly enjoy it. I feel like it's been a long time. I haven't been invited. I was wondering, would I do something wrong that, the last time? Oh, stop. It's been, it's been months. One of our most, do you know, first I mean, of all, months. one of our highest rated uh, visitors to Studio 66. And everybody has their favorites and everything. But can I tell you, when it comes up, when we when we powwow, podcast, the little gang, DDFP, what about this guy? What about that person? 
Uh, Eddie Spaghetti always says Cole Wright's my favorite. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Eddie Spaghetti's as well. I always say that, you know, we have, like, we, we did kind of have our regular cast, and, and it's like, it's Hank, and it's uh, it's Money, and then back during the season. But you don't like players. those guys. No, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying <laughs> is, what I'm saying is that Cole has all the obligations, too. We can get Cole in here. It doesn't skip a beat because Cole is just the same as all those guys. Like, if it's food, if it's music, if it's TV, Thank if you. it's movies, if it's, uh, sport, if it's sports beyond football. So, high life. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah high, but high he had a terrible. I mean, we didn't even get it in there. Today. He came out of the gate with a terrible Aaron Rodgers opinion. What kind of weird skepticism do you have of Aaron Rodgers That's at this point? That's the point of the show is you got to throw out opinions here. When Aaron Rodgers' numbers look like Drew Brees's, we'll, we'll talk. When Aaron Rodgers gets a 5,000-yard season under his belt, which Drew Brees has, I mean, he stumbles over Aaron those when he Rodgers gets out of bed every day. Aaron Rodgers thrown for five? No. He never got the five. It's almost, it, it, he no. Al- he also had Matt – Staff- Matt Stafford has, though. He had a better single season – his 2011. How were the Packers last Aaron Rodgers 2011 is better than any single season Drew Brees has ever had. Well, how do I know that? Because the only single season by a QB that rivals it? his 2011 is Marino's 84. How many touchdowns he threw? I think he was 48 and three or something like that. Ooh, that's solid. That's uh, solid. I'm not saying and that he's, not, way, he's not fantastic, but I'm just saying. And I, didn't I, play. That was the Matt Flynn game. This they're fifth. That they're fourteen and one, and they let Roth, uh, Rogers sit down for that week, and Matt Flynn lights it up. The Saints should have been in the Super Bowl the last two years, anyways. We already know that. We already know that. <laughs> they should have been. We already know that. Yeah. All right. That's a, another a conversation year. for another year. time again. Mm-hmm. All right. The great Cole Wright, everybody. Sean O'Hara, jo, uh, Joe Thomas. Good times here in Studio 66. Uh, 66. Thanks to Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. We'll be back with more hooey and applesauce for you later on in the week. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>